0: Like I'm a monk, Woo! Greetings and salutations, you kinky fucks. Welcome back for episode 49 of Kinks with Kiki. Oh boy, we are closing in on the end of a year and the end of a decade. And thank God, because I am so ready for 2019. I was in 2020 three months ago. Like I'm so over 2019. But yes, the end of an era, the end of a decade, the end of a year, it is a, a good time for us um, good people. So Song and Mood of the Week, aka SNM, is Sicko Mode. Um, Definitely not a mood on this gloomy, warm, rainy afternoon smack dab in the middle of December. Oh, my bad, the end of December. But it was one of my favorite songs for 2019. And I thought that I would end 2019 and my last episode for this year and this decade with one of my favorite songs. I loved Sicko Mode because I'm not a Travis Scott fan by any means. I can't tell you three things about Astro World other than I liked Sicko Mode. His other song that I like is Antidote, and it's because I'm really big on production. I like the beats. Like, he, you know, they switched up the tempo and the flow with Drake, you know, singing and then drink rap, Drake rapping, and it was a mix of things. But I like those two songs. um, I just do. And it, Sicko Mode was one of my favorite songs this year. I. Didn't party as much as I would have liked to this year, but had I did, that would have been the main song that would have gotten me on the floor, especially summer 2019. So, SM, AKA Song and Mood of the Week, this last SM of the decade is Sickle Mode by Travis Scott. Now, Hope you guys had a fantastic holiday, a fantastic Christmas. I'm not sure whatever you may celebrate, whether it's Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas. I hope you all had a fantastic one. Mine was not that great because it was very short. Um, I had to work after Christmas, so I didn't get to spend a lot of time with my family. Honestly, I didn't see any of my family or any of my friends because I literally was able to visit my grandparents, which my parents make such a big deal and emphasize like I have to see them on holidays on top of everyone else. So like I'm at my grandmother's house before anyone even is awake. And then I'm at my grandfather's house early afternoon and like literally no one is there. So when I left no one was there because it was early as hell. And most people are off the day after Christmas. So Black folk, y'all know how we do. Christmas really just getting started (laughs) at like 4 p.m., 5 p.m. People really getting lit between 8 and 10. Like, I missed all of that because by 10 o'clock, I was in my bed back in my city asleep. So that was a bummer, but you know, haven't really had that many great Christmases. It sucks that I had to end the decade with another sucky Christmas because I've only had one Christmas that was actually decent out of this entire decade, and that was 10 years ago. But we're not going to talk about that. So, like I said, gloomy, warm rainy weather aside from the rain. I am living for this warm ass weather. Christmas was warm as fuck. Like it was like 70 degrees not too long ago. It's supposed to be like 72 tomorrow. I am back in the south people. So y'all gotta forgive me. I spent the last three to four winters in the northeast and one briefly in the Midwest. So I am happy because it is fucking cold in New York. It is fucking cold in Ohio, but it is warm where I am. So I am enjoying not having to wear a coat, not having to layer up. I'm not trying to be petty. Like I was told I was being petty (laughs) by someone recently, not being petty. I'm just really enjoying the warm weather. New Year's Eve is tomorrow, good people. Not sure what you all are doing. I personally am thinking about just bar hopping and getting drunk and hopefully having someone to kiss on for the beginning of a new decade and the beginning of our whoring 20s. So I don't know what you all are doing, but tomorrow, not tomorrow, damn it. uh, Tuesday is New Year's Eve. I don't know why I said tomorrow. I guess, again, my mind is already in March 2020 anyway. I don't know what the hell is going on in 2019 because I'm so detached. Apparently that's my defense mechanism, but I'm detached from this shit. So New Year's Eve is Tuesday, people. I hope you all have fun. I hope you all be safe. I hope you all bring in the new year in a fun and exciting way, whether that be turn up in a club or praising Jesus in the church. Either or, I hope you guys have a great New Year's Eve. Um, I'm hoping I do the same (laughs) as well. We'll see. (laughs) Um... But yeah, New Year's Eve, I'm really, really happy that 2019 is over. It was a very, very rough year. Um, If it wasn't for my friends and for a brief second, my family, I genuinely don't know how I would have gotten through this year without the mental and emotional support that I received. (sighs) Thank you so much to everyone Mahaya, Ari, Alexis. Lori, AJ, Badass Jones, my queen. I don't know what I would have done without those ladies. They have been so important and so, uh, what's the word, so critical in my life, especially this year alone. So I'm so happy that I had them to help me get through this year. And I look forward to sharing all of my great experiences and making new experiences with those five ladies in the coming decade. All right, so this week's going to be a quick episode. It is a reflection episode as we look into the last 10 years of 2009 to 2019. So I wanted to make this a fun episode. You guys will also be included as well if you saw my question on my IG story earlier, there was a reason I asked that because I'm going to spill that shit on this week's episode. So (laughs) I want to count down the 10 kinkiest moments or bizarre moments of the decade for me personally. So I'm going to start with number 10 and I'm going to work my way down to the number one, most kinky, most bizarre event that took place in the last 10 years of my life. So everyone who knows who's been listening to this podcast, if you've heard me on other people's podcasts, I tell everyone, I did not get into this kink shit, this BDSM shit until I was 27 years old. No, I am now 32. So I am five years into this bitch, but I was 27 years old when I got into it. So A lot of my shit that was wild happened within the last five years of the decade. But nonetheless, everything that is on this list is going to be between the years of 2015 and 2019. Because prior to that, I was vanilla. I was still, you know, very open, very sexual, but I wasn't as liberated as I am now and you know vocal about what I like and what I need sexually and the things that I'm into and being unapologetic about it because there are men that I've encountered in this decade as well within the last five years (laughs) that are intimidated or they just like, okay, you've done too much. I can't handle it. And To that, I say, too bad. Like I appreciate the men that I have had come into my life that are able to handle, that I am a very kinky person, that I'm very open, I'm very vocal, I will tell you what I want sexually, what I require sexually before we even get started. That is just who I am at this point is not going to change because what I've noticed is that it has done nothing but work out in my benefit. So I'm here for it. So counting down, number 10. In 2015, when I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina, I had a dom. It's the dom, the one that you all hear about, the one who is really the foundation of me getting started into the kinky lifestyle and even starting this kinky podcast. So in 2015, one of my tasks was to walk outside on my balcony naked. Now... He was an exhibitionist. I am a part-time exhibitionist because I really haven't met anyone that I trust enough to do those things with anymore. So, you know, future goals. But he wanted me to walk outside. It was smack dab in the middle of June. So it was hot as fuck. It was a weekend. So everybody's outside. And it was brief, literally five seconds, but it felt like a lifetime for me. I'm like, I have no idea who saw me that day because it was nobody. I lived on the third floor. There was nobody downstairs, thank God. But I don't know who was at their windows, who was driving by, because I literally just, I fainted in a conscious manner. Like my mind just went blank. Like, okay, girl, you don't even want to be here. And it's like, it was like a defense mechanism. My brain shut down. So I just walked out and walked back in and I don't remember anything else. That was intense. Um, Not a top moment, but definitely one of the most memorable moments of the decade and probably of my life. So, number nine, yo, I had a lit Tumblr like before I got into podcasting. So, between like the years of 2014 to like 2017. Before, you know, Tumblr went to shit. My Tumblr was so fucking lit. It was literally like an OnlyFans without all the extraness. Like I wasn't getting paid. It was just for shits and giggles. I had fun. Um, I was with my Dom this entire period between 2015, 2017. We would have fun on my page. His page was lit. I had thousands of Tumblr followers. Like I'm kicking myself because that content would have been some bomb ass OnlyFans content. I don't have an OnlyFans. If you are curious, do not happen in my DMs. I'm going to go ahead and let y'all know that right now. So no, but my Tumblr was lit and I hate that Tumblr went down like it did because I probably would have kept my Tumblr and who knows where it would have been. The possibilities are endless. (laughs) So number eight, I had an orgasm in an elevator full of people. Again, this is when I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina, and my domic came to visit me, and we went to the epicenter. If you're from North Carolina or if you're familiar with Charlotte, you know what the epicenter is. He had never been to Charlotte, um, so I showed him around and showed him one of the things. I like Whiskey River at the epicenter and Howl at the Moon. Those are my two favorite bars when I do go to Charlotte. We were in the elevator. I had on a dress. I was not wearing panties and he fingered me. And it doesn't take much for me to come, especially when you have that type of control over me, which no one does at the moment, thank God. Um, and yeah, I squirted in the elevator. That was pretty dope. I hope I didn't get anyone's shoes wet, but (laughs) but that was like that was a moment, like whoo top tier because again, he's an exhibitionist. I was part-time. So I'm like, I can't make a sound. I can't move. I can't moan. I can't anything. All I can do is just come. And it was fucking amazing. Number seven, I was strapped by a woman. Now I am not a strap on person. Um When it comes to women, I can be very dominant, but when it comes to straps, I can be a full pillow queen. That shit was fucking awesome. It was like a puddle everywhere. But nonetheless, I was not expecting it to be as phenomenal as it was, but it was fucking fantastic. Like, I'm going to stop with all the alliteration, I promise you. But it was so good. I had to like step back and like, I get it. Like not saying like, I'm like, I get lesbians, but my thing is with the strap, it just keeps going. Like you don't have to stop when you have sex with a woman, with men, you know, you all, you come and you have like your refractory period and all that stuff. Women don't have to do that shit because a strap on isn't going to come. It's just going to keep going and you keep going. And who, okay. I'm not going to talk about that. Uh (laughs) But yes, being strapped by a woman was fucking dope. Number six, I made a sex tape while masturbating, of me masturbating, at my desk at work one year. This was probably 2016 because it was before I moved to New York. I was still living in North Carolina, and it was one of my tasks. My Again, my dom was an exhibitionist, and he wanted me to participate in exhibitionist-like behavior. So he wanted me to masturbate at my desk, at work, in front of people, but no one could see me. It was done so strategically well. I pat myself on the back for that every day because that shit was not easy. And I even managed to get like my coworker in the shot. Like she was literally sitting beside me and had no idea that I was doing it. (laughs) But my home girl, I'm not going to say her name, who I love dearly and I have to go see within the next month or two. Um, She knew that I was on some wild shit. So she would like come around my cubicle and peep and be like, bitch, I just thought you were doing something over here. Like (laughs) it was so hilarious. Like once I told her I did it at the desk, like she would try her best to sneak up on me and be like, oh, I just want to see if you were doing anything. Like, girl, you know I know better than that. I'm going to do that when you go to lunch. But anyway, that was definitely a fun moment. I was scared shitless. I wish I still had the video. I don't recycle news, no shade to anyone who does, just not my forte. But it was a bomb ass time in life to do that. And it was interesting as fuck. Number five. So now we are into the top five of my kinky ass decade or kinky-ass five years, so to speak. Um, number five is I was DP'd by a woman and a man. So in 2017, I had a lot of threesomes. Was not expecting to have that many fucking threesomes, but I did, and the shit was Liddy, Like J Omega Liddy again, bitch, okay? Because I had such a good time And I've talked about anal sex. I've talked about DPing. I am a fan of both. I have never DPed two men. I honestly don't think I'm brave enough. That's a lot of energy and a lot of chemistry and a lot of auras all shifted into one. I can do one real penis and one fake one. I don't think I can do two real ones, but that's just me. No shade. So yeah, that was fucking awesome. Um, I wasn't expecting that. He knew that being DPed was a fantasy of mine. So he just made it happen. And whew, I was a turkey, okay, stuffed. Like to anyone who's been DP'd, I don't know if I talked about this on the episode, but you literally feel like a turkey the next day. Like I was so full, there was nothing in me, but you just had so much going into you at one time, you just feel like a fucking turkey. So I felt stuffed, but that was dope. Number four, having a male submissive. Now I did not have him for a long time, but we are still good friends. Um. Did not know this man even had a submissive side because for the most part, he was very—he's a very dominant male. Um, He was very dominant sexually. So when I was able to switch the roles and he was cool with it, I was like, "Oh, bet this is gonna be fire!" And it was like he would crawl, and I was—you know—I'm not gonna go into detail about it, but having a male submissive, especially a sexual submissive one, where I would not allow him, like. I'm not gonna go into it too deep, but it was certain things he liked to do that I wouldn't allow him to do until I was satisfied, but it was bomb. So I suggest if you're a dominant woman, you're curious about a submissive man, bitch, do it. Or you know, you will like it. Trust me, you are going to fucking love it. It's all about the power exchange. Number number three, actually becoming a submissive myself. Um, I've always had like a submissive demeanor. Um, never thought that I would even be in a DS or an MS relationship, but it was pivotal to my decade, like my entire, I learned so much about myself and the things that I like in the last decade. And that was one of the moments, like that was a height of a moment that really defined who I was and where I was going to head in life. Number two, I actually found another Dom that I connected with. I was not expecting to find that. And when I mean like connected, I mean not only on like a personal level, but on a sexual level, we were here, like, you know, we here, (laughs) like we were there. And I didn't think I would ever find that again. Um, I do not have a dominant right now. He is not my Dom. He is a Dom. Um, But to find someone, I didn't even think I would find someone, let alone someone black that was on the same frequency as me, on the same level, willing to try anything—not anything, but most things sexually. It—it it was fucking dope. Um, I wish it would have worked out the way I wanted it to, but unfortunately, it didn't. But it was still fire, none the least. Now, number one, <laughs> this will be the highlight of my decade forever, unless something else comes along and blows me away. But it was the time I was tied up and tortured for hours, orgasm-wise. Now, I did an episode on sensory deprivation. I told you all that is one of my favorite kinks. And he tied me up to a chair so that I'm rope and I'm blindfolded. It's full bondage. My wrists are tied. My ankles are tied. I can't hear because he's put headphones in. I can't see because there's a blindfold. I have a gag in my mouth and there's music blasting. And he's torturing me with the Hitachi magic wand for like two, two and a half hours. It's just nothing but orgasms and me screaming and fainting and I'm surprised. No, this was in New York and this was in 2017. I'm surprised nobody called the cops because you would have thought this man was killing me. He wasn't, but you would have thought he was. So out of all 10 things, out of all 10 years, well, technically five, that is my top kinkiest, bizarre moment between 2009 and 2019. That shit was so fucking bomb. I hope and aspire to have it again one day in the future. But for now, that one definitely holds the rank and I don't see it being topped by anything anytime soon. So I'm gonna answer some of you all's questions because I did ask you this question as well. But right now I'm just gonna go into my kinky goals of the future for the next decade. So going into 2020, I wanna further educate myself on kink and BDSM because I would like to become like an educator. That would be really, really important to me. So furthering my education, furthering my knowledge and expertise in kink and BDSM, I would also like to find a person who is interested in BDSM and kink just like I am with hopes of it possibly blossoming into something. I don't know what it may bloom into, but you know, that's a goal of mine. That would be nice to find someone else who's open and who's totally with the kink lifestyle and the BDSM lifestyle. Um, I would like to tap into my dominant side a little more. I typically don't meet submissive men um, because I'm submissive. I usually seek out or either they see it's like it's a chemistry of me just meeting dominant men. So I would like to tap into my dom side a little bit more. Um, definitely want to tap into my exhibitionism a little bit more as well. Um, I am planning to buy a house in this decade. I would love to have a bomb ass toy chest of everything imaginable. And I would love to have a room designated specifically for kink and BDSM in my future home. That would be fire as well. So those are my kinky goals going into 2020 for the next decade. Now, on Instagram, I asked the question, what's the kinkiest thing that you've done this decade? And I got a lot of responses. You all will see them throughout the day tomorrow and probably, I want to say, Tuesday as well because I'm going to post them sporadically. But there are a few that I wanted to talk about that I saw that I was like, big or nigga. Like this shit had me lit. So the first one I saw that blew me away was <laughs> someone said they had a nine woman orgy with her dom. Bitch. What? Nine. What you know what? My head would explode. That's just too much energy, too much feminine energy, too much, too many orgasms and sensuality. My body would overload. I wouldn't be able to handle that. But bitch, nine women? Girl, high five. You are the goat, okay? <laughs> um I'm gonna leave that one alone because this person said I already know what they're Bizarre moment was because I was involved, and you're absolutely right, I was, and it was a grand old time. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I'm gonna leave that alone, <laughs> guys. I've been drinking, so forgive me. Woo, all the sex and freak talk and single life—it is trash, but whatever. So another one I saw it said, I gave my dom his first threesome. Got a got with the girl for the first time in eight years. Kudos to you, sis. I hope you had a grand old time because I would like to incorporate a little bit more threesome into my life. Of course, it's something I would like to do with a boo, but for now, girl, I hope you enjoyed. I hope that it was amazing. High five to you. So the next one. I saw that kind of like, it didn't blow me away, but I was like, you know what? I stand because you don't find men who are this open with everything. And I just, I loved it. So it said his most bizarre or kinky moment of the decade would be helping his fiance webcam and actually fucking her on camera. Sir, hats off to you. Like give your wife to be the motivation she needs to do what she wants. I am... I don't know. I know OnlyFans has become very common these days. Um, I have no problem dating a man that has OnlyFans um, as long as he's not like fucking somebody else on it. I'm completely supportive. I, I can't speak for every woman, but shout out to the men who are supportive of their women who have OnlyFans, especially if they had it before you even came into the picture. So I just find that to be dope. So hats off to you, sir. Um, I got... One more I'm gonna do because you all will see them soon. Um, this one is a gang banging with strangers, becoming a cut queen, and she embraced being a 24/7 slave. Now, when I tell y'all she to go, <laughs> because I don't think I could be a cut queen. I don't think I could gang bang and i've been a slave 24/7 so i know what that's like and i know that shit is not easy all three of those things are tough and your decade going into 2020 is going to be so fucking lit because you already got the you got the ball rolling like you about to get this bitch started so i'm super hyped and super excited for your 2020 because i know you're going to have a grand old time now the last one like i said you'll see all these tomorrow The last one is they had a foursome right after Thanksgiving. Well, happy turkey day to you, sis, because I almost had a foursome. It never happened, but I know that was tight fire. So I know you had a grand old Christmas. You had a jolly old time trying to just keep up with the holiday quota. But a foursome after Thanksgiving, Mm, sounds like a good Black Friday to me. I'm going to take a drink to that. Mm-hmm. Cheers, sis. Cheers. Now, <laughs> like I said, you guys will see the rest of these on my Instagram. If you follow me, that's going to conclude this episode. You can follow me on Instagram at podcast. You will be able to see everyone's confessions and freak and kink shit of the decade. I will post them on my IG story tomorrow which will be today basically when you all get this episode so you will see it in the morning, afternoon, whatever time you check your IG, whenever you're allowed to check your IG, it'll be there. Follow me on Twitter. I am active, I'm trying to stay active. I kind of want to fall back, but I'm not Kinks with Kiki on Twitter. I am Kinks with Kiki on Tumblr. I Thinking about getting a BDS similar, I'm not really sure yet. I know a lot of people have talked about it, but for now, you can follow me on those three platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can definitely hit me at kinkswithkiki at gmail.com. Email me. You don't all have to just DM me. I got a lot of DMs. Like, Email me, people. I do read my emails, I promise you, and I will get back to you. I will read it on the show if you'd like, if you're looking for advice, you just want to comment, you have concerns or questions, that's what your girl is here for. It's lit. So like I said, that is going to end episode 49. It is the end of an era. Happy, happy new year to everyone. I hope you guys Have a great New Year's. I hope you guys start your 2020 off the way you like. If you country like me, you know, don't be doing no laundry, cook your greens, cook your black eyed peas. Let's get ready. If you got a man coming to your house, make sure he coming through the door with money because you want it to be a prosperous 2020. Yes, I'm superstitious. Blame my black Southern Baptist mama. Okay. So As always, I am your dose of black girl in this kinky ass world. And until next time, peace.